Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Melanie Curtis. And I'm Jason Malensky. Our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together with you. We're here to celebrate conscious connections, to grow and contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust, trusting the entire journey. If you want to find us on the wider internet, our website, and all our social media handles is trustthejourney.today. Right on, family. All right. Thank you so much for being with us as always. Here we go. Cool, guys. In this episode, we are talking about music and dancing. (laughs) I'm so fired up just about that alone. Yeah, we're going to be talking about music and dancing and the value that we've taken from both and just kind of deep diving on those two topics. I love this. I'm really excited. We talked about talking about this a couple weeks ago and we chose something else. But for some reason, it stuck with me as something I've been excited to talk about. Very cool. When you suggested the idea yesterday, I was like, oh, that's a no brainer. That's just that's plug and play any time, any day of the week. That's what I do with my friends, right? <laughs> like if I'm sitting around with my best friends on a, on a night of just spending time with the people I really enjoy spending time with, that's what we talk about. Oh, that's, so, see, that's, thing? I want to hear more about that, those conversations because obviously music is such a huge part of your life. I feel like the dancing is bit more like is a bigger part of my life, but I don't even know. I really just want to hear more about about it from you because it's because it's such a huge part of your life well i I, i'm happy to do that i i I look forward to sharing yeah but i want to start somewhere like at the beginning like yeah let's do it let's do it back early on tell me about what are your first musical impressions because something i think about a lot like i've actually put a lot of time into thinking about how music has affected the early part of my life and Sorry for our listeners who I think are landscapers walking by with a, some noisy machine. So Can't really hear it. I mean, I had a background. full thunderstorm last week. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. So, so tell me about your earliest memories of music and how music, like your first thoughts, like, oh, I remember music when I was this small. That's a good question. The first thing I just thought of right now when you asked that was Mr. Rogers awesome. and watching Mr. Rogers and... Yeah, just singing this. I don't even remember the songs, but I definitely remember watching Mr. Rogers and loving that. Yeah. I pick up some of my early um, programming as well, like the shows that I would watch as a kid. One of them, when I was probably like a three-year-old or four-year-old, was called Polka Dot Door. You know, and then there's things like Sesame Street or Electric Avenue. I'm dating myself by mentioning those for sure. Sesame Street. Yep. Bam. That one is hugely musical, right? There's yeah. tons of music in that show. And, um, and I also pull in things like uh, my mother's singing to me. Mm-hmm. My mom would sing me oh, yeah. nursery rhymes and lullabies and stuff like that. My mom, all still to this day, we sing ridiculous songs that are nonsensical. Like it is, I love that I sing to Matil. <laughs> like just random songs like, you're the best girl in the whole wide world. You know, like, just like super <laughs> stupid stuff. No. But I, I, le- I always am, I'm delighted at my own 
like self and my own enjoyment of that nonsensical song like it genuinely brings me happiness that I for whatever reason <laughs> am in that moment called to sing to Matil you know it's funny and my mom does that all the time all the time I love it so I mean we're heading like straight to the key point of the conversation in my personal opinion there's an there's an incredible value there's a reason why music permeates all cultures, all languages, all walks of human existence. And there is something that is utterly pleasurable, right? That is just so enjoyable about how there's no limitation to the way that we can express ourselves when it comes to music. We can think of it as, as silly, nonsensical, as you describe it or as fleeting or as cinematic or like there's a million different ways to describe what music can be music can describe anything music yeah. is it is a language that describes an experience a feeling it expresses a feeling without words mm -hmm. right yeah. and that that transcends like english or spanish or french or or some written language and just puts it into a sense of which is it's just a feeling and how am i feeling right now how does this sound portray an experiential feeling and everybody gets it everybody understands it's it is the universal language that we all speak whether we know it or not we don't even yeah. have to have been taught to understand it you could close your eyes hear music that you've never heard before and understand it yeah. Right away. Yeah. Oh, so cool. It's funny. I I have was thinking about even doing, so I'm doing the Sam Harris waking up meditation sort of progression. Oh, yeah. And part of that is to when you are just starting to sit there and watch your consciousness, you're watching for different sounds to come in. Now, this is kind of a, a little, seemingly potentially a little off topic, but it's about sound in the sense that your landscaper just went by. Uh, there was a siren that just went by on my side. And like historically, I would have this trigger of like, oh God, perfectionism would come up. Of like, oh my God, we can't have extra sounds. Whereas interestingly, I'm having this new relationship to sound in general and just taking it in and having it be part of the experience, which not the, to say that that's music per se, but I just am acknowledging that sort of different relationship to all sound, because not all sound is pleasant, obviously, and I don't want to have sirens going on all the time when we're recording the freaking podcast, of course, you know what I mean? But I recognize there are parts of it that I can't control and parts of it that just represent sort of life and how it's happening around me and there's something that I appreciate about that the I, I will I listened to this piece a while ago and I was just looking for it to see if I could find it um, and it, it didn't come up for me right away but it was a wonderful artistic um, discussion about the difference between sound noise and music mm -hmm. and and just getting into this um 
description about the types of patterns involved and what differentiates where music has an intentionality to it at some point in some way there's some interaction between two different elements at a minimum or, or even no sorry it can simply be a single element in a beat by repeating itself or two different elements are more interacting to to tell a story to, to speak to each other whereas an, a noise uh, is more like a single occurrence something that just happens you know like uh, um you know, if I if I drop a glass and it shatters and it breaks, right? And the sound of that glass breaking, it's a noise. Yeah. Okay? Now, there's a noise pattern that is brought up, which is really interesting to observe. And, and this is from a, a long study of sounds. And it's in reference to the sound of traffic. Mm. Okay. So this is an unpatterned sound, right? So it's lots of the same kinds of sounds all interplaying together, mm-hmm. but it's not in a patterned way. Mm-hmm. So by definition, it's a, it's a type of noise because it's just random. There's mm-hmm. no choreography to it. There's no organization. There's no intentionality in the patterning. It's not speaking to each other per se, except maybe the sound of a car horn beeping at another car. Yeah. Um, but with that... The, the author that I wish I could remember his name right now, um, who had shared this piece was referring to how much he enjoyed the kind of white noise effect of traffic because it doesn't communicate, because it doesn't tell a story, it doesn't bring your attention on a rhythm, on a beat, or have any structure. It just becomes like an ambient tone. Mm. There's just a, a kind of a hum to it. You know, and I'd never considered that before. Uh, and it really made me appreciate sound. Yeah. And so see, ever since watching that, I think the first time I encountered that was maybe at least 15 years ago. And I, since then, all noise, all sound have all had some value where I can always hear that it's like, oh, is it operating in this place of like some ambient texture to the environment? Yeah, or is it falling into the side of music? And I feel like music has some communicative intentionality to it. it, has some story to be told, some emotion or feeling to be expressed. And that's yeah. Uh, oh, it's I, cool. I so I while you were talking and sharing about the idea that it's the differentiation of it, the patternedness, it made me think of something, a project that I worked on when I was studying abroad in college in Australia. And I was in this music class and we had this, it was basically a performance project where we were gonna create something and then share it with the group. What I did was I organized like eight of my friends to come in and each of them had a sound that we would start, and so it was like, bow, what up? You know, like one person was that, one person was, oh, you know, like just basically like sounds, but we put them all together, and it became this really cool, like building team, unified song. And we and I sang over top of that baseline rhythm, which was, 
just it's one of the coolest musical projects I feel like I've done only because it required my friends to say yes to be performers in this sort of weird way and just the the fact that that occurred and we were able to do it and we did perform it which at the time for what for me was like still nerve quite nerve-wracking and still to this day is quite nerve-wracking to do something like that but um yeah, it was cool to bring random sounds together to choose them and to say, oh, well, we need something maybe with a higher tone here because we have this that's a lower tone and we maybe need something more staccato or this one can be a longer, more elongated sound. It's It was fun to do that. Mm-hmm. But it was out of nothing. You know what I mean? It was just chosen random sounds that became music. And that's always how it is, right? It's mm-hmm. just patterning of whatever it is that catches your attention that feels like it's going to have some kind of a balance or an interplay together. (coughs) I, um, I always found it incredibly fun, just a very entertaining process to describe the sounds, the feelings, just to spend time. Like you were asking earlier, I went into those conversations. It's, I love just, what does the sound inspire is it is it is it a wet sound is it a dry sound is it a tinny or is it really deep like what are the words within our languages that we can choose to describe the what it makes us think of or what it makes us feel and i love when those conversations are opened up to more and more abstract types of approaches to thinking about it because it really allows us to kind of remove the box that we put around ourselves for how we approach thinking about anything because it just opens it up to infinitum you know to any possible way of describing it so even just in listening to your description there makes me think about you know you're like oh i need something that's low or something that's high and we're immediately thinking about creating some kind of a contrast or some kind of a a balance in those in those elements and um for me that process of being observant of, of actually listening of actually paying attention to those little details and really zoning in on them it's such a fun thing to do yeah, well, for me, I mean, going to the dancing part, like we ask about what does the music inspire? For me, it's almost automatic that music, almost all of it will inspire me, quote unquote, unconsciously even to move, however small, you know what I mean? But I definitely feel connection to the mu- like music that is meant with that pattern or rhythm or whatever song or you know that it's it's almost automatic like I just said it's just I'm trying to reflect on it in this moment like do I intentionally dance sometimes but it's undeniably connected for me where I it's rare that I will just sit and listen to a song or listen to music and not have some level of movement connected to it you watch little children, right? They don't have to be taught how to dance. They know already that there's some physical relationship to the energy that comes from the sound. The sound that is music. That's the, I think that's the difference between 
noise and music, right? Is that the sound that is music inspires you to have a, an engagement to physically engage in movement in relationship to that to that sound. Whereas a noise might inspire re, like a reaction. You could be scared by a loud sound or by a, a quick sound or something close to you when you're not expecting it. Whereas that musical reaction that that is it's built into our genetic code to dance, right? And if we go back through all of human history, that you know uh, tribal rhythmic dancing around the fire, dancing in community, it's a really big part of bonding our culture and our community together, and it still is to this day in every culture around the world. It's so prevalent in in every age group too. It, there's no gap anywhere in any of our culture where music is not still the common ground. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's freedom. It's such a it's it's inst. I feel like it's instant access to freedom from our thoughts, from worries, from projecting forward or worrying about the past. You know, if we talk about just mental health and go that direction. And we talk about this from a perspective of how can I use this right now today to help myself feel and be connected and be present. It's like instantaneous presence when you are really connected to music and movement. For me, that's my experience when I'm dancing, when I'm really connected to the music. And this is maybe in, it's definitely in the sense of I mean, I've mentioned that I West Coast do West Coast Swings. That's a different version of dancing, obviously, to, than, say, you're DJing at, a, at an event and I'm dancing in a group of people. It's two different things. But I would say in my experience with both of those versions of movement and dance and connection with others, it still very much brings me to the present moment. And it's like you are just... It's almost like you have to be present in order to really be enjoying it. I guess I guess you don't have to be, but then it feels disjointed. It doesn't feel fun to me when I'm disjointed like that. It doesn't feel like I'm in flow, you know, like I'm disconnected from flow. I'm disconnected from the whole of the energy. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And so when I'm able to really connect to the music and the movement, it's such an awesome experience of flow and connection that it's it just feels like freedom to me. You're, I think you're hitting the nail right on the head. I, I was hoping we would get a chance in this conversation to talk about a few of the key reasons why music is so important to me in my life. And, and I was hoping to share those so that other people could have the opportunity to relate to them and to hear why I'll prioritize music over so many other things. Yeah, I would love and to hear that myself. Please do share. You're you're putting the key words. I was writing them and then they started you started saying them. And <laughs> presence presence is one of them, right? And so it's a relationship to timing. Okay? With, with there's a certain anticipation exists within the timing of music right like we almost almost know what's coming up even if we've never heard it before 
that has to do with the way that the beat structures are are built into them because we have no as soon as we learn that the beat goes say say it's four beats you know you've heard it four times you hear it four times again you hear it four times again by the time you've heard it for the you know 12th to 16th beat you can now remember it enough to anticipate that that's likely what's going to happen again the next time you hear it so there's a degree of engagement where it's like, oh, I know what's coming next. So I'm participating in the process of creating it by nice. knowing what's coming. So mm -hmm. there is part of me involved in that creation of that experience, not just in receiving it, but also in creating it and anticipating it. But we have to wait for it to occur. You can't get to it early. So you have to be in your present moment in the acceptance and the observance of that music. You can't like skip ahead and get to the end kind of thing. And at the same time, there's a freedom of being present to the pace that it's moving at and not being able to adjust the speed that it's moving at you ha you have to just let life go by at the speed that life goes by at and that's the whole enjoyment of it and it's right on the title of our podcast here of trust the journey of okay i'm gonna have to wait for this next 16 beats to go by before i'm going to get to that um crescendo at the end where there's going to be this rhythmic you know expression that's going to engage and i know it's coming and i'm getting excited about it building up and so there's this emotional relationship that goes on because of this certain level of predictability. And this goes back to that same discussion as to the difference between music and noise. When it's completely unpredictable, there's no emotional relationship to it. But when there becomes this certain amount of balance between predictability and unpredictability, now we start having this ratio of beautifully engaging experience. We need Simple. to have a certain amount of rhythm. Right. Which is like, OK, I can, I can predict that there's going to be this much happening that I know it's always going to be there. And this is much similar to our own heartbeat or our mother's heartbeat, which we lived right next up against for like nine months of our lives. Right. So, you know, there's, there's a certain amount of rhythmic pulsing that's going to be happening. And then there's a certain amount of unexpected things that are changing and coming and going at other intervals. And this is where the balance really occurs that gives us a. Um, which, which I feel extends into all elements of our life. It's the predictable elements and the unpredictable elements or predictably unpredictable right. elements, right? Which keeps yeah. it changing, keeps it interesting, keeps it fun, keeps it unexpected. It's the new thing coming around the corner all the time. But at the same time, there's the element that grounds us, that connects us, that we know we can feel comfort in, that we can feel relaxed and be like, yeah, yeah I know this part. This is the part that keeps me going. It's the chugga, 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 chugga of the train wheel going along. Ugh, right? The metaphors are all <coughs> around us. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's such a perfect and powerful metaphor for life and so much. So for me... Now, um, I can only speak from my own perspective on any topic, but it, this is one of my favorites, so I'm going to be a, you know, pretty hard-hitting with it. The reason why I sit here surrounded by audio equipment is because I feel like everybody gets it. Everybody. Yeah. There are very, 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 very few people in the world who don't in some way connect to music, right? So it's the medium from which we can all find a common ground in. 
And my personal experience, the first time I realized that it was the connective source of all energy, I was probably 23, 24 years old or so. You know, the, the, when I realized that as an adult, when I was yep. consciously, I went, wait a second, it doesn't matter what color my skin is, what my upbringing is, what country I'm from, what my thoughts are, my feelings, my opinions, the things I've been pro none of this matters when I'm out here on the dance floor and everybody's following the same rhythm together, all of that peels away. Amazing. We, yeah. It's the big connective source of oneness in human existence, right? So it transcends religion. It transcends culture, it transcends race, it transcends tradition. Everybody can always find, the, not sorry, not always, but the everybody has the ability to find that connectiveness between us. And yeah. it shows itself so wonderfully on the dance floor. The first time I experienced that, I consider to be one of the most pivotal moments in my life. Oh, it's amazing. Top three things that have ever happened in my existence to date which made me change my th feelings, thoughts, actions towards the rest of my life surrounding it. So that's that was dancing. I, before that, dancing for me was something I was uncomfortable with. It was something I was self-conscious about. It was something I was afraid of. It was something I didn't do. I was a white boy, ain't got no rhythm and Aww. dance. You know, <laughs> oh yeah, and the only time that I can consciously remember like getting up and dancing around in my teens was highly influenced by alcohol. Yep. You know, just just drunk and stupid and sloppy dancing. Yep. And I remember those times when I got up and danced and I had a great time. You know, I sure had a hangover the next day, but those times were like, oh my god, I got up and danced last night. I can't believe I got over my own. Um, self-created opinions of observing myself and being afraid to express myself and pushing through these boundaries of of um the watcher you know of being seen right? yes and so there's that classic quote of dance like nobody's watching mm -hmm. right and it's it's really the the one that like makes it all come together when we do that when we're free when we're present and when we just engage and let ourselves physically express whatever we're feeling inside that doesn't have words that go along with it, that just has feeling, that just comes out of us when we take down that layer of fear that we live inside otherwise, that's where the real freedom comes with of being completely present, completely free, completely open, unrestricted. Yeah, it's just an intensely gratifying and all the emotional feelings that come along with it for me that just feels it just feels good. Yeah. It's funny. I I'm listening and I and I'm I'm trying to th almost think about when and if there were an, a, a parallel experience for me where I then felt free to dance and be seen and I can't say that I remember a turning point for me for that. 
I would guess there is one. If I think of it, I'll share it. But what my brain went to is, for example, in my role as a professional skydiver when I was traveling and going to lots of events, when I was running the drop zone in Southern California and was sort of leading those events, one of the things that I did, I feel like I might have shared this on the podcast before, but this is super relevant to this topic today. One of the things that I always did in that leadership role was, and I and I consciously took this on as this is something I'm going to give and I want to do for both myself and the people that are there, and that is to be willing to get on the dance floor first. Be willing to start dancing and look quote unquote stupid or whatever. Just be willing to be the first one to get out there and to start to move and start to dance. And basically give people in so doing, give people permission to do the same. And I feel like I recall feeling nervous maybe at the start of that, but that became something very positively powerful in my experience as a leader, at least in the skydiving community. But it's also been at weddings and, you know, and events where people maybe are a little bit shy. I just am a little bit less shy for some reason when it comes to movement. And I'm not, I don't even know why that is. I, I definitely, definitely have a tone and thread in my life connected to movement and the love of it and the embracing of it, however it might take shape. It's a really powerful thing, that concept of being the leader to being willing to step into that space of moving from the way that we typically posture ourselves as humans, as people, and being some layer of, oh, I have to have some kind of restriction to how I express myself. We all have this idea that we don't just dance through every part of our day, right? That we have to act a certain way at certain times. And that that's description um, of stepping outside of that box and just being no 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 I, I can change from this to being you know dancing dancing can be how i express what i'm thinking and feeling at an instant it's a incredibly freeing part of our culture the people who are those initiative takers yourself included wonderfully thank you are the ones who help to change the way that we act right so there's a a theory called the first follower theory. Yeah. Right. Oh, I so, love this. yes. Yeah, it's popular, right? So, mm -hmm. up you're up there dancing by yourself is one thing, but as soon as you've given somebody else, you've now given everybody else permission to join you, right? It's like, oh, we don't have to be inside of our boxes of expression. I don't have to hold back what I'm thinking or feeling. I can demonstrate it through dance. But now that one person is doing it, a second person can do it, and as soon as that second person can do it, now everybody's welcome. Yeah. Right. And it's a, such a powerful expression. And as a DJ, I can't tell you how important these individual actions are for the greater part of the community, because it is like a, a flock of birds or a school of fish. That as soon as there's a percentage shift within the 
group of individuals. As soon as there's one, two, three, four, now there's enough. Now everybody feels like, oh, this is where I should be. I should join in this and we should allow ourselves to move in this direction. It's an incredibly powerful act and it's in some ways selfless. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's what I would feel in doing that because it never felt like I was, I'm always relative, this sounds so weird given the nature of my work and business and life. I'm relatively averse to, I mean, I'm, I'm really quite averse to anything that's just like, hey, hey, look at me, eyes to me, eyes to me. Like the, the getting attention thing makes, turns me off so much, but the contribution, the feeling of contributing to something positive that is so wildly motivating to me that I'm willing to risk being seen like I'm doing eyes to me stuff. Cause I hope, and I would hope that people would end up feeling and experiencing it as the value that I would hope it's connected to for each person witnessing it. I can't control that, but I'm willing to take that risk. Does that make sense? It's absolutely the same on both sides of the experience, whether it's the person performing the music or the the initiator, the first dancer, the leader who steps up and says, okay, let's go into this form of expression of sharing. So for me on the side of performing as a DJ, terrified over my, my, you know, 20 years now of practicing this skill and this art and still terrified to go step up because there's so much is like, oh, is this about me being egotistical? Like, want to listen to what I have to say? Here's what I have to share. This is all about me, 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 me. And right. oh my gosh, there is so much of that out there. When it does come to music, it's very easy for it to become an egotistical expression. Yeah. Right? Because there is a, an adoration that comes along with this output of expression and creating this set and setting for our culture to move away from our typical form of expression and into one that is more tribal, that is more um, ancient in our experience as humans. So the exchange on either side, whether it's the musician or whether it's the dancer, they have an equal role, right? The first dancer to step up and say, I'm going to dance now has the exact same amount of uh, share of care of of balance you know the person sending out the vibration there's the person receiving the vibration and sending it back again so it's yeah. a circular energy that starts to happen and i think that for me being super hippie spiritual energy guy that just <laughs> loves this like what's going on in the greater universe outside of ourselves and how do we all play into it this exchange of energy, I think that it creates a context. It creates a space in which we can be safe, in which we can feel as though we all have a place, in which we can feel as though all of our energies and values are equally weighted and merited, and that we can be free within that space to be ourselves completely. Yeah, yeah. it's powerful. It's beautiful. It's, I am deeply grateful for those experiences. And what's fascinating too, from an energetic standpoint, is that when I have had those experiences of that 
circular connectedness where it's the music is happening, the dancing, the floor is filled, and I'm a part of that, a part of that, however we want to describe it. It is undeniable in my experiences of that, that I have energy, like unlimited energy. It's almost like I can dance for hours and hours and hours without even stopping. It's crazy. Like it's a notable, and listen, I have a lot of energy in life in general, so I know that about myself. I'm not saying that I don't have energy in other times, But I would be remiss if I did not note that in this conversation that when it is and it becomes that really connected experience and that cyclical connected relationship, yeah, it's off the hook, high, high energy, even if it's slower movement, you know what I mean? Like it's it's that still like I have energy to continue with the experience of that. And I love that. It's just it's an incredible experience. I felt like the first time that I experienced that true connectivity, that um, oneness on the dance floor kind of thing, then being one with the music, being one with everybody, everything just being one energy, all expressing itself together, that impacted me so much that I definitely wanted that to be part of what I did with my life, was to help create that experience for other people. So the reason why I pursue this act of, of DJing is to create that space. It is to hold that space and say, here, here's the first tone, you know, send out a vibration that is going to now create the opportunity for that to be received and reflected backwards. And we can just start sending it back and forth. It's like a game of energetic ping pong. Right. And the, we play it together. I send it to you. You send it to me. You send I send you send it back to me. I send it back to you. You send it back to me. I send it back to you. And then as soon as we get that first follower in there, now it starts moving between the, all three. And then you get one more. It starts moving between more. And then all of a sudden, it's just everybody sending energy to each other and everybody receiving energy from each other. And that's the freedom of pathways of just being open. Right. That's that's the feeling of of openness. And it's the the dance floor for me should be a a safe space. Now, I have spent a lifetime looking to experience music in all different ways. And there are lots of times when the dance floor is not like this, when the dance Mm -hmm. floor is has so many levels of interference maybe there's no Mm. room to dance it's too full or maybe there's a connotation connected to the dance floor where there's a a sexual interaction involved you know where there's some kind of sexual energies that are put into that place or maybe there's anger or frustration or pent-up energies that are negative energies that are being held or presented by the music or the audience, the members who are at certain points in their own energetic experience of life. So I think the reason why I'm bringing this up is it's very important to recognize that it takes a long time to find that space that is truly tuned to your vibration, to the one that's going to allow you the room to open up and be yourself. And now this is something that I've studied a lot. It's kind of my own personal point of musical expression is there's a there's room 
within all forms of music for movement between different emotions, right? It can be very uplifting. It could be really sad and heavy. It could be really unsure, wandering around. It could be chaotic. There's all kinds of different energies and emotions that can be portrayed through musical expression. Now, are all of them going to have that connected feeling of energetic oneness? No, they're not. Are all of them going to lead you to feeling a sense of openness and of satisfaction and of relentless energy? No, they're not. So music can take you to anywhere. It can take you to anything. And I bring it up because it's important. It's just because we've gone out once or twice and we've tried and like, oh, yeah, I went to a nightclub once and I listened to some music and I didn't like it. And yeah, I've been to tons of nightclubs that I didn't like. And actually, I don't like nightclubs, period. I'm a thumbs down. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. So it's rare to find a nightclub experience where I'm going to find the things that I'm looking for in the musical experience, which is the space to be able to dance, the quality of the sound, the intentionality of the space being one as held for energetic exchange rather than, say, looking for a sexual partner or looking Mm -hmm. to get inebriated with alcohol. Yes. Um, so all of these pieces play into the entire scenario in a very, very big way. Now, this comes back to what I'm sure you um, recognized when you've brought up many times about the One Love Party. There's mm-hmm. a sacred dance floor, right? And this dance floor exists. It comes and goes, right? In t- different places all around the world. People get together and they make a point to create a space where the intention is to be able to dance like nobody's watching, to be able to freely express yourself without being targeted as a sexual partner, right? Because you're moving fluidly and beautifully doesn't mean that you're looking to be attracting someone, Yeah, right? Exactly. You're just looking to share your mm-hmm. expression of who you are without that necessarily meaning, well, look at that girl over there. She's yeah. so hot. I'm going to want to touch her butt. Like, no, don't touch yeah, her butt. Exactly. Leave her butt alone, right? Mm-hmm. So 100%. this is one of the things about truly creating these sacred dance floors, these sacred spaces in which this energetic exchange can occur where we can get out there we can all look out for each other and, and like it's basically like get your arms out enough so that you can move around you with and not bump into the person next to you and have enough space to move and have the, the safety of being able to take your shoes off yeah. and know that the floor is not going to cause you any injury. Like there's not going to be any glass, mm-hmm. right? Things like this. So I've been to tons of events, right? Like big festivals of every variation everything from ultra music festival to burning man which are like completely opposite ends of the spectrum from each other where you know the non-initiated the person who hasn't been to this kind of stuff isn't going to know the difference you're like whatever it's music festival it's a music festival you know no they're completely different from each other amazing yeah Um, ultra music festival you're going to be dancing on a sea of trash it's going to be plastic bottles and cups and garbage everywhere and concrete underneath right and at burning man if there's a bottle cap on the ground you're gonna pick it up yeah you're gonna you're not gonna allow that to be there if you see that somebody had a drink cup and it fell over you're gonna pick it up you're gonna put it in your bag you're gonna take it there's no trash can it's gonna go in your pocket because that space is to be held amazing yeah so i guess the point of this particular part of the share is to 
differentiate that there are so many variations on this theme and that I encourage people to take the time to look for the spaces that are intentionally curated to allow for dance to occur in its pure form. Yeah. There can be another example of that is like going to a, a weekly dance class. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And Which, I've experienced that, obviously, with my efforts. Yeah, it's interesting. The experience of that, of shedding social anxieties, it's such a fascinating experience. I'm not that socially anxious of a person. I'm, I, I've done a lot of work in that realm, and I've, I've worked and lived in a lot of very, very, very social environments. And so I have lots of experiences where I don't feel social anxiety, even walking into a brand new place with whomever, quote unquote, cool kids. I'm not, I'm just relatively comfortable. I don't say that as a, as a brag. I say it as just, that's just how I feel now, generally. But I can certainly say my experience with dance class was fascinatingly charged with social anxiety i was it was a really fascinating experience of week after week after week for like two years guys where i felt nervous even to this day when i go to a dance class or event i have a little bit of anxiety going in but i go because i really love dancing <laughs> you know, it sounds so silly but um there's there's something there still for me that i'm working through which i like so I, I and i haven't fully prioritized dance the last year or so <clears throat> excuse me so it's it's not like it's been my number one main focus and that's part of it so it's almost relative to skydiving where currency i think does matter and meeting your people and feeling comfort in community and relationships so i recognize that that's part of why i still feel socially anxious going to these things but it's i don't know i just invite people listening if they are called to recognize that they might feel that too and there's so much value and I think leaning into those experiences that help us bring that type of fear down. As you said, you sort of alluded to this earlier that it's not gonna be instant most likely for people to have an experience of connectedness and oneness and that feeling of freedom when they dance. It might happen right away and it might come and go or it might take a while to really release these fears that we feel for lots of varied reasons. I, this is going somewhere. I want to share this really quickly. I wrote a, a column about this. One of my columns, I wrote this uh, probably a year or two ago, where I was on a flight, a Delta flight to Los Angeles. It was this long flight, and I had my ear earbuds in and I was listening to music on the on this particular trip. I don't always listen to music, but this particular trip was I was into it. I wanted to listen to music. So I get up and I go to the bathroom and I'm listening to the song uh, Sunshine by Modest Yahoo. 
and I just love that song and I was in this mood and I'm like in the belt bathroom of the commercial jet and I'm like yeah like I'm fucking fully having a dance party of my own of my own inside the bathroom I'm like really enjoying it like this is just I just went for it I'm like fuck it I really feeling this music and so I enjoyed dancing in the bathroom of the commercial jet what I noted though is when I stepped out of the bathroom and I was smiling I was like radiating joy (laughs) I know this is true this fucking happened I mean you believe me obviously So I'm radiating joy because I'm just like, oh, so awesome and I'm feeling it. I step out of the bathroom into the fucking cabin again. And I notably noticed that I I kind of closed down my radiance because I was like, it wasn't even conscious. It was, but it was that almost societal thing of you don't, we don't dance in the commercial jet bathroom or we don't dance on you know whatever or we aren't that happy coming out of of a bathroom in a commercial jet maybe things went really well what (laughs) maybe things went really well in there (laughs) exactly (laughs) what stories are they making up but i was i could i definitely reflected on that after the fact of like why why did i why did I blanket my radiance walking out of that bathroom? And it made me go, there are so many different societal thoughts and and conditioning that we are living amongst that is entirely unconscious. You know what I mean? So yeah, there are some things, of course, that govern our society and keep us all safe and yada, yada, yada. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about stuff like this when it comes to expression and connection and allowing joy and allowing that joy to be seen even in environments where it's atypical. So it's just that was a useful awareness for me because since that awareness, I've not like I'm trying to be all joyful and radiant where I normally wouldn't. But I'm just saying, if I'm feeling joyful and radiant, I want to allow that if I feel the situation is appropriately allowing for that beyond the zone of where we've been historically blocked. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So what you needed in in that situation was a first follower. Yeah. Yeah, if you had spreaded your stuff right out of that bathroom door with no apprehension at all to what anybody's going to think and just strutted it down the aisle, you could have been the solo crazy person who's just like, what is wrong with that woman, right? Or- and I am the solo I am the solo crazy person. This is another thing I wrote on my list because I'm like, sometimes I feel like I am the solo crazy person when I'm walking down the sidewalk and I'm yeah. singing and I'm sort of grooving to the music. There's a part of me that is hashtag fuck the system about that, where I'm like, you know what? Who cares? It's not like I'm putting on a show. You know, it's a subdued version of like me connecting to the music. I'm not like loudly singing it, although I would entertain that idea too. Why not? You know, but I'm definitely feeling the music and and not afraid to necessarily dance at a street corner when I'm waiting for a a crosswalk sign to turn and again not like i'm putting on a huge show i certainly could if i wanted to but i'm even just allowing some some movement that is in me to come out versus keeping that 
keeping it caged. It's so gratifying. It's such a freedom, right? I mean, we all know the rocking out in your car, right? <laughs> right because right. it's okay. You've got your safety cage around you, right? <laughs> right. Like I've got my cage. I'm allowed. I got my music in here. I'm allowed to rock out in here. I can scream at the top of my lungs and nobody can hear me. Well, maybe you can hear me, but I have enough cage around me that it's safe. Totally. You know? And there's that versus there's the, you know, the classic um, example. One that comes back from my history is like the boom box on the shoulder being like, I'm going to send my stuff everywhere. I don't care what anybody thinks. I got my boom box up here. I'm going to rock out because this is what I like and it makes me feel good. You know, and that confidence that comes with that one. I think there's something that we all need about the musical experience that undoubtedly or, or undeniably is, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> pardon me, undeniably when we create the opportunity for ourselves to have a musical experience, especially one that allows us to dance and to physically move our body, there's a contentedness, a feeling of connectedness, a feeling of peace and presence and just restfulness that follows that experience. And I highly encourage everyone who's our, all of our listeners to right now think about the last time that you felt that, the last time that you were out at an event, whether it was a concert or a show or a street corner musician or an evening out with friends of any kind or whether it's at home in your living room, you know, I have one private dance parties here all the time, you know, and think about when that last time that you dove into a musical experience and let yourself just be in that experience was and make a point to do that again for yourself soon like you could do it right now or you could say oh yeah tonight or next week or i'm gonna look up when's the next concert or i'm gonna look up when's my favorite band playing or maybe i'm gonna take a trip to go see some friends and get together and go um go dance together so I mean, that's something that I, I need to do. If I need to have it in my life enough to the point where I just do it for myself now. I just create yeah. it, you know. Like I put on events and I go to events and I make a point to play for others to create that space for others. Um, but I feel like I can want to continue to hammer that nail in because there's a spiritual connected feeling that is a real, real thing. You know, our own stress levels, our levels of stress hormones in our body are going to go down following an experience like that. And that connectedness to the music is a connectedness to ourselves. It's a connectedness to our root of our being, of being, it's okay. And here's my favorite examples. It's okay to express these feelings, right? So one of my most pivotal bands musical performers that affected my life more than any one of the top five i'd say pink floyd okay now what do i say about pink floyd well they're definitely one of the most impactful um group of musicians of our modern history and the reason why is because they made it okay to not be okay 
They made it okay to be broken, to be confused, to be tormented, to be unsure, to be lost, to be scared, to be a child, to be an adult who's still a child, to be all these different things. And they made that okay in common culture. Yeah. Right in the middle of where you needed to be a grown-up and you needed to fill all these ideals that we created with ourselves, they're like, actually, I'm going to feel some pain over here. Yeah. And I'm going to express that pain through a wailing guitar or a beautiful orchestra or just, you know, singing and dancing or whatever the element might be. And that okayness, that that it's all right to express these emotions. That's the root of therapy, right? Yeah. Like if we leave the musical setting and we put ourselves into like a, a, a psychiatric or a mental health, mental wellness environment and we say, what do we need to do? Well, we need to talk about our feelings. We need to express our feelings. We need yeah. to share our what we're feeling. Well, this is the exact same thing. This is me sharing what I'm feeling and even better than using words, I'm using movement, I'm using feeling, I'm letting these feelings come up and I'm letting them go out, right? I love that. Oh, you and love I, it. I think <laughs> I love that you brought that up because, and I love that you are inviting our listeners to seek these experiences if they are so called. To add to that, I would say you and I talk about a full range of, of possibilities. And obviously, we go pretty big in our the things that we are willing to do and the things that we do do. Haha. <laughs> um, why I bring that up is that in no way do you have to do this in a huge scale. You don't have to go to a music festival. You can do it in the safety of your bedroom. You know what I mean? Yeah, the Headphones safety in, of the out. earbuds. Yeah, like take this, like any piece of growth and evolution and spiritual healing and whatever else that we're up to in this life and whatever else that you are doing and where you are, take it at the pace that is right for you. And so that's the thing, like you might feel so stupid dancing in your bedroom. I say, do it. Don't tell anybody if you don't want to, but try it, you know what I mean? And then maybe tell your friend and be like, oh my God, I felt super stupid, but I went off. I played my music super loud and I danced till I was sweating and it was amazing. You know what I mean? It, it could be something like that. That could be a total courageous act for you. And yeah, so I just, I invite that people can start to access this connection and healing through music and dance at any level. I absolutely agree. There's nothing, in my opinion, there's nothing more therapeutically powerful than the freedom of expression that comes from music. <laughs> Speaking of sound. Speaking of noise versus sound, I listened the music to uh, of like the dogs. A, America's Got Talent thing the other day, and there was a Labrador that was singing. And he was <laughs> full on singing. Like he'd get through his Yelp part of his vo you know, voice box limitation. He'd be like, Arr! and then he would, oh, and he would so like, adorable. oh my God, it was so good. Yeah. So anyway, not to let Sai size the 
he's the protector of our home here. Steal your thunder. But yeah, the uh, the healing nature of this is super real for me as well. Super, super real. For sure. And I want to talk about it in a few other ways, too, because, you know, we've been kind of leaning things towards the like the emo positive emotional expression. And I feel like there's music. I mean, it goes in every direction, right? Like um, really heavy metal or like gangster rap, really aggressive hip hop, those kinds of things. They're expressing anger. They're expressing frustration. They're expressing all this pent up rage or energy that like needs a way to be expressed it needs to let out and they're just as positive of an expression as it is to you know to sing into something that's you know that you would think of as beautiful to yeah, me yeah it's just as much all, of a release yeah. yeah they're all beautiful right they're, mm -hmm. they're all emotional expressions and one of my i'm going to mention one of my favorite songs ever it's by radiohead it's a classic it's called creep right and yep. it says I'm a loser. I'm a weirdo. Oh. You know, nobody loves me, right? It's just this like super just, oh my God. And <laughs> I know that, like the first time I heard this song, I'm like, oh my God, that is just so heavy, so dark, so down. And it's just so real. Yeah. It's just this like real, real expression of internal dialogue that happens within ourselves sometimes you know and that willingness to share it and to express it and to allow it out and to have other people go well, yeah i i have those same experiences i have those same feelings and what happens is this amazing reversal happens where you take this feeling like oh i'm a loser i'm a weirdo to Actually, we're all losers. We're all weirdos. Actually, we're all awesome. This is great. <laughs> yep. And it does this incredible exchange of energy where the polarity shifts. It's like looking through a camera viewer. It reverses the image when you see it from the other side. When you look at it from your one point of view, heads are on top and feet are on the bottom. But when it goes through that prism and it goes through and we observe it from the other side we now see it from another point of view and it's no longer the same experience anymore and it trans it transforms into something positive yeah. and that that is something that's worth paying attention to in ourselves oh for sure the power of being allowed to be anything is massive that's you know like the the healing nature of that and that's the thing, like with a negative expression, quote unquote negative, I say that with a, you know, just sort of perceptible, commonly shared, challenging emotion or challenging state of being that just to be allowed to have those feelings, to be allowed to be in that state can be so therapeutic in itself to express it. You know what I mean? To express it with the intention of healing it that is awesome to express and hold on and white knuckle i can't say that i'm so into that you know like that's where i would i would invite people you know to recognize that the expression is meant and hopefully to be a healing path path for us you know what i mean versus i'm going to stay in this sort of aggro uh pained state if just because that's what I'm used to feeling, you know what I mean? I'm not saying it's wrong or anything like that. I'm saying 
if we are talking about this type of expressing as an avenue for healing, my hope is that w- is what it would help people do. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. So I'm going to uh, just to make a little change to um, talking about a post that I made yesterday, which it really fills me with so much gratis, um, gratitude and satisfaction and, and joy because the willingness of people to share. And so I guess this is the same topic in its essence is that it's about that willingness to share what you're feeling and what makes you feel, what makes me feel a certain way. And and I put out a post that says, what song makes your goosebumps giddy, hair stand up, and your heart feel the love? And we, we all know what I'm talking about right there, right? It's that time when you, you're listening to music and all of a sudden every hair on your body stands on end. You feel the waves of energy going down your arms and your legs. And your emotions are speaking to you through a physical manifestation of your own body changing form. Involuntary. It's involuntary. You are not making a conscious choice to dance or not to dance, to move or not to move. Your body is standing up and speaking to you and saying, you are feeling this right now. Yes. Right? And Mm -hmm. we all have this. This is universal across everybody. And I had this wonderful amount of responses. Hundreds of people put up their own favorite song, their own track, their own whatever it is that makes them feel that makes them light up inside that energy rise to the surface and show itself and it's such a pleasure for me i i just start going one by one playing each one and listening to each one of these different and they're so different they're they're so different like you can't even believe the spectrum from one end to the other there's mozart concerto for piano with an entire orchestra versus an acoustic guitar and a solo vocalist. And the guy's got one string on his guitar, oh. right? One string, just plunk, 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 to wow. the saddest country song you've ever heard in your life, to the most explosive, huge electronic bass music track that you've ever, like, like so all, all ends of the spectrum are being represented in what form of music touches you, what moves your heart, where's your energetic string being plucked, you know? Yeah. And it's such a powerful share. So I I encourage all of our listeners right now, like, take a minute. You probably got your headphones on already. When you're done listening to us, put on some music, pluck your own heartstring. You've got the opportunity to do that at any point in time. You can just reach in, hit the play button, or pick up your own instrument, pluck the string, and pluck your own heartstring at the same time and engage in the emotional experience. Because truly, for me, and, and I'm on a rant because you're on my favorite topic, for me, the emotional experience is life. Life is an emotional experience. And the in, the point of music is to evoke an emotional response to quote one of my best friends fabio castro the point of music is to evoke an emotional response Mm. now what that emotional response is is completely dependent upon your vibe and the musical vibe and whether or not they go together or whether they contrast each other i love it i just love it again as another avenue for us creating our life experience as we choose and 
allowing experiences and connections to help us feel free and supported and seen and all of these things that we've been talking about today. It's just like another thing in the toolbox, another thing in the available life experience. You know, this is a life experience available to us if we choose it. And I, I mean, and often when we don't choose it too, but so, so awesome. I think it's truly our opportunity to connect at the the language of the universe. For me, there's the universe speaks in two ways that are basically polar to each other. It's math and music. And this goes back to that same predictability and unpredictability equation, right? There's a certain amount of predictability and there's a certain amount of predictable unpredictability. And that beautiful offset of it's basically irrational, rational and irrational numbers, the way that they play together. This is available to everybody. This is the, the common ground. It's the foundation of all the is that is. We can all access this. It's there for everybody. It is in everybody. It's part of everybody. And I highly encourage you to spend more and more time with music, sharing music, going dancing, being involved, and creating this sacred space for music in our lives. The more we do it, the more that it connects us. And if we look at the political scene of, of our environment in the world today, okay, this is where I really like to kind of put the final nail in the coffin. Yeah, do it. We find ourselves very much divided when it comes to political beliefs about different topics that are on hand. If we have enough division, there's plenty of that out there. What we need is connection, right? We need ways to cross the bridge together and to find ways to all be on the same plane. And music's the way that it happens most predominantly within our culture. It's proven time and time again that who has the biggest voice within culture? The musicians do. The musicians Incredible. speak directly to our heart. And they unite us as a people, as a as a race, as a species, as an as an existence. So, I encourage you to get out there, engage some music, connect with others, find that commonality, find that connection that is so often missing in our modern culture, and shed away all the other stuff that we have that divides us. And take a minute to just be present to connection. Absolutely. And guys, on that note. Please let us know what you do. If you do this, if you have an experience, if you've had an experience, if you have something that you think would be of value to offer to this conversation, we want to hear it. Please drop us a line. I, I really am excited to hear more and more from you guys. I mean, we both are obviously, but meaning please don't be shy, you know? Drop us a DM on Instagram, trustthejourney.today. If you'd rather send a private email, it's trustthejourney.today at gmail.com. Or on the website, again, same thing, trustthejourney.today. But oh, I just, I really would love to hear from you guys if you have stuff to share. Um, yeah. If you follow me on Facebook, you can find that post and get connected through that long list. Listen to some of those things that went up there, put one up for yourself. Um, I think that's a great way for us to connect as well. Yeah. Since is there anything else you want to add on this topic, Jay, before we wrap up? Um, Not that we couldn't go on for hours yeah, and hours. You know, I feel like I had a chance to get that obviously touched some really strong emotional um, 
elements within my life. So I just want to say thank you for the opportunity to be able to talk into these topics that I feel are so, so important. Um, if you want to listen to any of the work that I do, you can find me on SoundCloud. My page is Jason Maledsky, uh, aka JMO. Um, so I've got, I think, like 46 different mixes up in there now. It's starting to become a discology kind of thing. And um, yeah, I look forward to sharing music with you sometime soon and just super grateful. Yeah, I love it. And I, uh, I always think if if something is important to us or if we're having a certain feeling, I, and I mean this universally, not just Jay and myself, I mean, if we're, if we're thinking something, feeling something, having an experience, it is a virtual guarantee that other people are thinking the same things and feeling having similar experiences or wondering about the same thing. So I am super stoked that we did a deep dive on this subject. and. Again, the value in my life is undeniable as well. And so anyway, guys, as we continue to share and grow the Trust the Journey family, we do invite you if you want to be a part of the more expanded conversation, just feel free to join us on Patreon. You scroll down on the website, click the button, and that gets you into our private Facebook group, which is the Trust the Journey family, where we're talking more and more deeply about the things that we begin talking and sharing about on the podcast. So please, you're welcome anytime there. Absolutely. So please join us however you're inspired. No matter what, we would love to hear from you. We love feeling connection. That's the whole point of this program is to connect with others and to create community and to make it okay for us to just be ourselves no matter where we're coming from and what our life experience has been. And remember, keep laughing, keep loving, and keep trusting the journey. Thank you.